Okay. Today's topic is sitting at Jesus' feet, right? And I, okay, I'm just gonna talk about how I even got here, right? So I didn't want to do this topic because Yabi yeah, talked about dwelling twice. Oh, I was so confused. Don't throw it. I'm just trying kind to of read you this out. Okay. We good? Okay. Alright, so back to sitting at Jesus' feet, right? And so, um, I didn't really, I, like when I first thought of this topic, right, I didn't want to do this topic because I was like, we've been here for a while. At least the, the idea of, of dwelling, right? And so, you know, Yabi talked about that at Sunday, last Sunday if you were there, grounded if you were there. It was it was very much reiterated to us so many times, right? But I think for you guys to understand how I even got here, I'm going to take it back last week to Friday. So that's what, April, I don't remember, but it was a Friday, right? First? No, it was not this past Friday, but the Friday before that. So that Friday. that was... It don't matter. It was a Friday. I remember that Friday. Okay. And so, um, what happened that Friday? Yes, I came back from work. I was feeling good, right? No. Work is over, right? And um, I had, so I have this thing where I get overwhelmed very easily whenever things are back to back, right? I'm like, oh my God. So I think about the thing that I'm about to do. Then I do it. Then I come back and think about what I just did. It's just a lot of thinking, right? Very overwhelming, right? And that Friday, I had, I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I knew I was supposed to teach today, right? Because I did a little, yeah, it was in my head. And then it hit me that, like, when I had thought about how my week was going to go, I was like, actually, I can't. I can't do that. So I, I, w- I was trying to figure out how I could get out of it, right? And so Friday, and then that, that happened, right? And then I went to, I think that was the day that Mookie and Papa were at the house, right? And they were playing. You, you came briefly because okay. she was there. She came to print. She was there. Okay. And Mookie was playing the song from Foundation, right? And at that point, I felt like my whole foundation was ripped up under me, right? I was like, ah, I need to be by myself. So I went, right? And I think in that moment, like, I was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. God is still here. He's still with me. So I'll, I'll be fine, right? And so I was feeling very encouraged. Well, not that encouraged. I was feeling encouraged because... He was there, like I was being reminded that he was there with me, but the situation, I didn't feel like it was better, right? And then I went to bed that night. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be restored and renewed. I'm gonna be strengthened. So Saturday will be great, right? And that was the first Saturday. I had nothing. I didn't have, like I was just, it was just a Saturday, right? And so I woke up that morning and I was like, I'm gonna go shopping and I'm gonna go buy clothes. That did not happen. I ended up instead of walking on a trail. And if you've been talking to me recently, I like trails now. Okay, let me tell you why. So I woke up and I was like, and this is not typical of me. I'm the type, if I find free time, um, I lay and lounge and that's not good. I live, I basically live for work. Like the only thing that will get me up is if you say I have to go to work. And then when I'm back, I'm also back on my bed. So basically I live for work, essentially, right? And I got up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on this greenway trail. I'm not going to tell nobody. That's right. I'm going to walk. So that's what I did. So I went to the trail, right? And I don't walk. And I was like, you know, I'm going to run this time. Not actually physically run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. You guys don't run. And so I was, gonna, I was like, 
I just, I don't know. It was like, you know, when you're walking with God, you just want to get to the point. You're just like, I'm going to, whatever he, whatever I'm supposed to be here for, I'm going to get it, right? And then I was like, oh, let me pause. Let me pause. Hold on. I know I talked about renewal and being strengthened. I'm not, this is, this is not good. So I was like, it was more of like, slow down. You know, just like, walk the path and just slow down. Now, I'm, I'm talking mentally here, like, I'm physically, I'm on my mind, right? Because I had already, so that day was great, right? I learned all about the firm foundation, right? And about that he's with you and that, you know, you're strengthened, being renewed and like not growing weary, not being tired. That, that whole concept, right? That's not my point. I'm just trying to get to Sunday, right? So I'm feeling renewed. I'm feeling great. Sunday rolls around. Yeah, he talks about dwelling. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's so good. I need to do that more often. Because I realized I had not, right? But Sunday for me was like, after I thought my foundation was back, it just, it just ripped up under me again Sunday. And Sunday I figured out, mind-blowing that had several bad behaviors in life, bad habits that was really just taking a toll on my whole life, right? And it was just like, like, essentially every doubt and every fear I had, like, it became my God, essentially. You know, whatever you give up to, it become, it is your God, even though you don't want to tell yourself that, like, if you have a fear, if you have a doubt, whatever it is, and if you give up to that, that is, that is, has become your God, right? And so that's what I had done. I was like, wow, I have a lot of knowledge in my head. There's no application in my life, and this is why there's so much turmoil, right? So I cried it out, as usual, and I woke up the next morning, and I was not feeling great, and I was supposed to go to work at 9 to 5, and then I was like, I bet you I can't walk now. I mean, I ran and walked on Saturday, right? And I thought I could continue that, right? I wouldn't get to the point, I promise you guys, I'm bored. Hold on. Um, so... Uh, my work got canceled from 9 to 12, right? And, um, and I was like, oh, I can walk in the morning. Hmm. So I went back to the trip. And I was like, I know, I'm going to walk like I did last time. Which is a great idea, it was. But as I was walking, right? The downstairs. <laughs> They're loud, yeah. yeah. And what I heard was laid down at my feet, right? And I was like, because essentially whenever one thing goes wrong in your life, you start thinking every, every, everything just goes wrong. Like it just seeps everywhere, right? So I'm thinking, okay, health. Okay, financial. Okay, I'm broke. Like, <laughs> not even joking. <laughs> being so serious. And then there's grad school. Oh, that's more money. How am I going to start? Like, it's just everything. And like I said, it becomes your God. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to function. I don't want to move. This is, I just want to be here. I don't want to cry it out. And that's all I want to do, right? And I'm walking and it was like, okay, lay it down. You know the song, lay down at the feet of Jesus? All your work. That one. I was like, okay. Whatever that means, keep walking. And then literally 16, about 16 or 20 minutes into the walk, I literally am sitting beside the trail. Like, I'm like, but I'm like, oh, I don't know, it's for me, you're like, sitting there, like, you know how dumb I am, like, I don't think you understand, but good thing it was in the morning. Nobody was there, except this black couple, and they were adorable, and they waved at me. They probably thought, I, they were very concerned, but I was just sitting there like, I don't know what to do. And then it hit me, right? My life, like, my whole life posture is supposed to be sitting at Jesus' feet. I just didn't know because I'm so focused on running and walking and like doing the next thing, right? And so I was like, okay, my mind is racing. I want to race too. But then I was told, okay, I'm going to sit down, right? Uh-huh. And so literally my posture, it went from walking and running to literally, literally physically sitting. And he was just like, calm your mind. Be still. Who, do, who am I? Remember who I am, right? Sit down and look at my face. So basically my posture went from sitting at his feet it went from running, racing, forgetting who he was, shifting, and all that. And when he said, sit and look at my face. Just sit, look at my face. And I was like, oh, what's that going to do? Okay, fine. 20 minutes in. Sit, look at his face, right? And in his face is the answer, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, what does that mean? I don't 
right? So I literally saw him like change the posture of my heart. And it's weird, this whole week has been that. It's, I like, I like get up and I'm like, okay, I'm tired. Okay, I understand what sitting means. And I get up and want to run again. He's like, revert, revert. <laughs> what did I just say? I was like, okay, I'm tired, okay, okay. And then I sit down, right? And so basically my goal for today, right? Uh, is I want us to really understand the, all the details of sitting at Jesus' feet. So I'm not going to really get into the who, you know, we go to school, who, what, when, where, why, all that. I tried to break that down. It was so hard, so I was like, I'm just going to run with it. Actually, let's not run with it. That's what I'm trying to get away from. Yes, running and walking with Jesus is good. That's what he asks us to do, right? He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to run with him. Man, he even wants us to dance with him, right? But he says sitting is also maturity. When you learn to sit, he's like, you are growing with me, even then, right? So my goal is that we make this our everyday, right? We sit at his feet every day, and that also the Holy Spirit gives the desire to seek his face in everything, right? Um, and make it like a lifelong desire. So that leads me to, this is not going to be our main verse that we're going to, but this is the verse that came to me when I was sitting down, and also Psalm 27 is a chapter that has been smacked on me since 2020, and I clearly don't understand the message, that's why we're here today. So, yeah, as we're learning this, just know I'm sitting here still not understanding it. So, whatever that means for y'all, right? My nose is crying. That's stuff. Okay, Psalm 27.4. It says, <laughs> One thing I ask from the Lord. This is not the verse we're going to, you guys can look it up. It's a great verse, so I'm just going to, but it's Psalm 27.4. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the, be the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. So essentially, this, this whole concept is the idea of sitting, right? So it's, it's taking the posture of, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to learn from you, and I'm going to look at your face every single time everything else, like the storm comes, distractions come, whatever it is. Like, I know that one thing I'm, I can go back to when that happens is sitting at his feet and dwelling in his house. Because there's nothing better than that, right? Like, I found my answer there from in the beginning, so why, why is it now that I, that I think that I have it that I'll find the answer somewhere else, right? So, yes. With that, we're going to go to the main verse. And this is not going to be a shocker when I tell you all, right? Matthew 11, 28 through 30. We all know this verse, right? And this is actually the verse that we're going to stay in, so y'all can't look this up. Are you okay? I am very okay. Just tell me when y'all. I think. It's okay. I'll wait. Matthew. Are we there? Are we there yet? I know that. Where'd y'all get the water from the office? Yeah, I We're there? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Wait, I'm not going to go Okay. Okay. So this verse is Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. It says, "Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right, so the first, I wanna talk about the first part of the verse, which is come to me all who are weary and burdened. So we're gonna talk about one, who is he asking to come? And two, who is asking you to come? So like the person basically giving you the invite and then like, like who is the all that he's talking about? Who's the weary and burdened, right? So obviously I'm gonna start with the all, right? Come all. The easy answer is so, I, I'm, basically what I'm asking you is who is he asking to come sit at his feet, right? And the easy answer is all of us, because it literally says, come all, right? It says, come all who are weary and burdened, right? And if you go back, the reason why it's all of us is because all of us have fallen short of his glory, right? So if we've all fallen short of his glory, that means we've all fallen, like, out of righteousness, which means we're all broken, right? And we've, um, and our brokenness is essentially what leads to our unrest. So every soul without Jesus is a restless soul. Like, you, yeah. you, there's not one that is fulfilled or, um, so basically, sitting at Jesus' feet is, is a necessity because we're all restless, yeah. right? So, um, and even after becoming a believer, I talked about this in the other, like if you talk about the process of justification, sanctification, glorification, right? Even after you become justified, and, okay. Okay. Even in the process of sanctification, right, you still need to sit at his feet, right? It's not just the one done at the, like, because, at the beginning, you basically when you do come to him, you are sitting. You're sitting at the bottom of the cross, right, and saying, "I am, like I have, you know, I have sinned. I have fallen short. I'm broken, and I need you." And then, even as a believer, to look more like him, you still have to sit. Like you, you don't up and run after you, um, after he saves you, right? And uh, so when he says, "Come all," he is like Jesus. Jesus doing the inv- like inviting. He's the one asking for you to come. It's not you, you know, giving out the invite first. It's him. So he's saying, if he's the one giving out the invite, that, that means he's the one that holds it all, right? He's the one with the answer itself if he's the one extending his arm. So our job essentially is to say yes or no, right? It's not, it's not the billion questions or the distractions or like, okay, but can you solve? No, it's just he said come, so we say okay and we come, right? Then your next question for yourself could be like, well, am I weary? Am I burdened? I don't know. Are you? It's like, does, does this question, does this apply to me? Because I know a lot of us are like, ah, oh, I'm not weary. This doesn't really apply to me. Because he says, come all who are weary. I'm not weary. And then come all who are burdened. Well, I'm not burdened. I've got this sorted. Like, I'm okay. Right? So basically, does it apply to me? And again, I go back to what I said before. Yes, it does apply to you. Because we, again, we've all sinned. And sin, if you, know, if you read that verse in James, uh, <coughs> Sin leads to death, right? So if we're all, basically, if without Jesus, you're walking towards your death. You're not there yet, but you're headed there, right? And sin is, sin is the first bondage that entered the earth, right? And I know we, keep, we always go back to Genesis, but I'm, I'm also going to go back there because that's where it makes sense to me, right? So the, what's it called? Sin entered the world when we disobeyed God, right? When we said, I'm going to be self-sufficient. I don't need you. Yeah. I've got this. Don't worry about it. And we said um, we can provide for ourselves, right? So it's that self-sufficient behavior that led to our brokenness and our captivity and our bondage, right? So it's the sin that we're carrying, essentially, right, that has led to our, our unrest. So um, so that's, I think that brokenness is what even, like, like, makes us take ourselves out from the invitation. And then even then, knowing that he invited us, we don't even, we don't even come ourselves, right? And so the part, the part that like 
whenever I was going through the verse, I was like, oh, okay, he says come, so why, why am I not coming? Hmm. I went, like, what, what's holding me back from coming, right? And it is our blindness to our brokenness that even, that, like, we can't see that we need to be, that, that we need rest, that we need to be saved, that we need life, right, in him, right? So this takes us to John 4. Please don't go there because I'm not going through that whole story. It's the woman in the well. We all know the story, the Samaritan woman. And she is, we're very much like her in the sense that she didn't know that she needed a sa- like saving, right? Yeah. She thought she was great. And she was, she was comfortable living in like the fact that she was unfilled, broken, carrying the bondage of everything, right? Sorry. And I think the, the reason why the story always sticks out to me because I think this story points out the like, it's, it's almost like Jesus saying to her and even to us, like, who am I? Like who am like who are you? Like if I asked if I asked Jesus who are you, then I would have already been at his feet. Like I don't even it shouldn't it shouldn't take us like as long as it does for us to come to him if we knew who he was, right? So um, so I'm just gonna go through the story. So he invited her first, just like the come to, come to me all who are weird and burdened. He he came to like he extended the invite by asking her for a drink of water, right? It wasn't her that said, hey, you look a little tired. Do you want some water? Like it was her. It was him that was like can I have some water, you know, she obviously hit him back with the wrong question again. Um, and again, those questions come from a place of blindness, of, of brokenness, of just not knowing that she needed healing, right? Yeah. And he responds to her after, you know, all this, well, I don't even know how many questions, but we're going to go to John 4.10, right? And I wrote it down so you guys don't, you guys can look it up, I'm not going to stop you. But it says, if only you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would, whoa, my legs going numb, hold on. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he he would have given you living living water. So again, the Samaritan woman was blind to her brokenness, so she was blind to seeing who he really was, right? He was he was basically like if you knew who I was, you would have already asked me what it is that you need or what you were looking for, right? And, um, and basically what she is looking for is living water, which is his presence, right? The living water that Jesus was speaking of, right, that he was like, I would have given you living water. He's talking about himself, right? Because essentially what brings our healing is that encounter with him. Yes. And it's not that, I mean, the one encounter does bring you rest, but it's the constant coming back and staying there, right? And again, Mary and Martha, same, same story, right? Yeah. Um, Martha... A lot of us are Marthas because we think that, okay, you, you get mad at the person for sitting, right? And then there's so many distractions in the world, and you're just like, oh, I need, to, I need to do this, I need to do this before I do this, right? But Martha knew, she sat because she knew it was better, and she knew that was the one thing that couldn't be taken away from her, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that stands, because she knew, she knew that, well, if Jesus has, if he says I'm life, and he has the answers, then if she sits at his feet, all the other things will sort itself out, right? It'll, it'll, it'll happen, right? And so um, I think, I, I don't know, I weirdly related to this, and I saw it for all of us, uh, the story of Mary, Martha, and the Samaritan woman, because it's like, you know how many times we have to be begged to come to church, to come to Bible studies? Like, you, how, many, how many texts must one receive to come? How, many, like, how much begging, right? We're just like, I'm not coming because this and this happened, or I'm not coming because it's like, but do you know who's asking you to come? Like, it's not me that's asking yeah. you to come. It's not, it's, do you know who's really asking you to come, right? And do you know what's found there when you do come? Because that's the thing. We don't know. Like, we don't know we're broken. 
they were like, give all the, all the excuses in the book of why, why I can't come to Jesus' feet. And I'm not just talking about church. I'm literally talking about even in the room. Like, it, it get dragged out to come to prayer, right? And it's like, why am I, like, if I knew, like, who holds my freedom, who holds my life, right? I would have I come running before he even said, come all who are, I mean, yes, obviously, it's Jesus that even allows me to come. But it just, I was like, wow, I, this, this, is, this is wrong, right? And um, the, I'm going to give you guys a body example. I'm not even Okay, so. So again, no, but like, you, you guys need oxygen. We all need oxygen, right? It's our lifeline, mm-hmm. right? I don't go to Yonatan and be like, hey, Yonatan, can you please breathe today? Can you please take in the oxygen that you so desperately need, right? I don't beg you, right? You what? So. Yeah, I don't, outside forces don't beg Yonatan to breathe, right? And then his body amongst itself doesn't say, hey, organ, do you think the lungs should expand today, right? It just does because it knows it needs it, right? And it's, it's almost second nature. So it's this, our body has this, like, constant desperation for oxygen. So it's constantly seeking it, so it just happens, right? So if I knew how much I needed Jesus and who he was and what he held and what was at his feet, right, I would have I continuously sat at his feet and I would look to his face all the time, right? That that would have just, that would just been my posture for life, yep. right? And so again, this is I'm going back to this idea of sitting at Jesus' feet is our life, right? So if He's our life, then that should be again the posture of our life, right? And again, life—that's a funny, that's a funny thing, right? <laughs> Everyone's questioning the meaning of life, right? And trying to find it in things that isn't necessarily life itself, right? And so that's where we go with John four thirteen. And um, this one says, everyone who drinks the water will be thirsty again, right? But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So again, I, already, I said we're all broken because of the beginning, right? And we're, our brokenness comes from our need to be independent, our need to be self-sufficient, our need to be provider for ourselves. And then we stepped out of the role that we were given, which was you were made to rest and depend on me. So now we are broken and we're, you know, captive to that to that sin, which is essentially trying to take God out the picture and say that I've got it on my own. Right. And then uh, we also. wait, hold on. And then now we're we're like wandering. Right. And we're restless. Right. And we're trying to find meaning in everything else or like what our own knowledge, right, or the people around us, right, and we're trying to give meaning on our own terms, right, and then uh, that essentially leads to emptiness, and the thing is, Jesus is saying, if this is what you're doing, that's, you just keep doing it until you die, basically, like, you'll, it'll lead you to your eternal death, you'll just, you'll just keep searching, you'll feel satisfied for one moment, and then you'll be like, oh, okay, what's next, so you'll turn up empty, right, because the well that you're, like, you're getting water from, it runs dry eventually, right? Yeah. But then he, Jesus, thankfully, because this is kind of God he is, he doesn't leave it hopeless, right? He says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So he's saying, basically, if you drink from me, so drinking from him is not, you know, but it's, it's this idea of saying, I, okay, I said yes to your invitation. I'm going to follow you. and I'm going to give it all that I have. And then I'm, gonna, I'm going to learn from you, and I'm going to pick up from you, right? 
and he's saying that he's the light, like he's the well that never runs dry, right? Because he's saying my I'm eternal life, like whatever you're looking for, I'm the key. So I'm I'm life itself, right? So um, he's talking about this eternal life that is offered not just in that one moment of saying yes to him, but as you live, right? Yeah. Every day he says, okay, whatever whatever bondage you felt like you woke up today this morning, come to my feet and you'll find you'll find the freedom, you'll find the life, right? Yeah. And so. Um, and these two passages, they go, they, they like, this verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it, like, sums up basically the whole story of John 4, almost, right? He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, right? So he, what he's extending to the Samaritan woman is this idea of rest. He's like, stop looking. Yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You, your search can end, right? And, um, and this is another famous verse, right? John 14, 6. And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. So Jesus right here is boldly declaring his life. Like, he's not even being shy about it. He's uh-huh. like, you're looking for the meaning of life? I'm it. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a way, like, if you're guiding to, like, he says, I'm the way to life, too. It's not only is he, like, the, the source, he's also the way. He's guiding you to it. And then he's also truth, right? He's pointing out all the lies, everything that you thought was the truth. He's saying, nope, that's not it. And it hurts, too. It's not pretty. But he's eventually leading you to this, this eternal life with him, right? So basically, until the day that we actually see him face to face, our one desire of our life should be, I'm going to sit at your feet and I'm going to seek your face. That's what I'm going to do until I actually see you face to face, right? And, um, um, and the thing about Jesus is the closer you get to him, right? Like, the bigger he gets, right? Like, he gets so magnified and then all of your questions and all your distractions, it just kind of falls away. It's not that it went away. It's just, it's just magnified over and then it doesn't matter anymore, right? Um, uh, yeah, so, he, so as you basically find your life at his feet, he, he, like, he uses his truth to point out the darkness in yeah. you, right? Because he yeah. says, I'm light too. So that's what he does. He points out the darkness and he, there's life that comes in that every single time you let the light in, right? What's the next verse? Ow. Okay, yeah, we're going to your favorite passage. Ow, my foot is actually asleep now. Don't worry about that. It's a lot of pages. It's a lot of pages. I'll count later. Okay, so John 1, 3 through 5, right? And this is another verse that supports Jesus' life. What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to, I'm trying to point out that like Jesus boldly, time and time again, says that I'm life, and we keep looking elsewhere. So maybe if this truth is like imprinted on us, maybe we'll really understand his life and go, right? So through him all things were made, without him nothing was made, that has been made, in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So basically, if everything in this world was made to him, through him, and he's the source of all the life, and nothing in here wasn't made without him, then if he's the source of life, then why aren't we going back to the source of life and asking, hey, so how do I do this life? Or, or better yet, if you just feel like you don't have a life, can I have yours? Can I have whatever you got? Or, you know, it's like, it just, literally every question, like, if, if we could go down and list every single question, we would, it would take forever, right? But there's only one answer, so that's so much easier to focus on, right? That's the one answer, so start from there, right? Um, and again, if he's the light of all mankind, and, he's, and he shines in all the darkness, and all you know, that means we're in desperate need of light because we are the darkness, right? So we're in desperate need of this light. And Jesus knew we were desperate. That's why he says, I, that's why he says, I come that you may have life. 
and to give, you, to give it to you abundantly, right? Because he knew we were in darkness, which is our essentially our death. We're living in death, walking towards death, right? And then, um, so I think our next question should be, right? If we know that we're living in darkness, we know that he's light is, hey, God, can you open the eyes of my heart so I can see that I'm blind, that I'm broken, so that I can see you for who you are and really go to you for you instead of like all the, like, the benefits, right? Because if I'm going to God for all the benefits, then eventually I'm, like, I don't really know who he is then, right? Because I'm, I'm going for him for like a, what is it, an output, a benefit, and then I leave whenever it's gone, right? So he, sorry. He, God does say, if you ask, you will find, right? So it's this idea of ask, like, if you don't even know that you're broke, like, you don't even know that you're weary, that you're burdened, go and ask. Like, be like, hey, God, like, I don't even think I am. What is that even, like, you keep saying I'm burdened. You said everybody's burdened, but I don't feel burdened. He'll show you where you're burdened, right? Where you need him, right? So it's just that idea of, God, please open up my eyes so I can see you, right? And he says, when you seek me with your whole heart, that's when you find him, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this half-hearted, oh, maybe I'll find him along the way. No, that, that's got to be your one thing that you're running after, that you're looking for. You can't just be like, oh, I'll find him when I'm 30, when I'm settled down. Maybe he'll come in and do something then. No, he wants, he wants your heart right now, right? He wants to give you rest right now. Because essentially the rest is the eternal life that he's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not sleeping. I thought that's what it was. That's not very restful. Um, Okay, again, so when Jesus says come, our response should be, it should be receiving it, right? Mm-hmm. So again, we go back to justification, which is being saved, right? We had to, you, you had to receive him, essentially, to get, like, it was a free gift, but that free gift didn't mean anything until you said okay to it, right? And the same thing with this one, with sitting at his feet, right? Um, it requires us to say, okay, I, like, accept that I'm blind, I'm broken, I need you, I'm weary, I'm burdened, okay, you said you'll find rest for your soul, okay, I'll, that's, that's me, I identify with that, that's who I am, and then I know, in knowing who I am, I know who you are, you're the life giver, you're the, you're the one that gives freedom, you're the one that gives healing, so I'm going to make this exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And then, that takes me to John 1, 12, right? So, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, right? Mm-hmm. And, um... If we're his children, our rightful place is at his feet, right? There's, there's, you don't really have another position other than that, right? Um, and if you look at it, it's also like, you don't actually sit at your biological father's feet, but you're, you're, you're coming, you're, you do have to in some way sit because you're learning to become somebody in, to, like, to function in society, right? Like, you don't, they don't, he doesn't just throw you out when you're born. That would, that would be bad. But you do have to be raised, right? You have, to, you have to say, first of all, you have to accept that he's your father, that he knows best, and then you sit and you learn, right? And that's the same thing with us, right? It's an intimate relationship to sit at somebody's feet. It, you, you can't do it from a distance. You actually have to, like, want to get closer, right? Um, and I think it's when, like, it's when we learn to sit is that you can really get into, like, the depths of God's heart, right? It's like what he sees, what he feels, like everything that God is, it's found at his feet. Like you can't, you can't do it from far away and be like, hey God, what do you see? It's like, 
get, get really close, look at his face, and then you'll see what he's seeing, right? Mm-hmm. That's over your life, over like what you're supposed to be doing on the earth, your purpose, like even even how you're supposed to share your faith, right? That's found at his feet. You can't find it like I don't know in textbook. It's found in his word, right? As sitting at his feet, talking to him, listening back, right? Um, and that's really just what I've been learning. It's the this idea of closeness, right? Like, because. Yeah. It's just intimacy. Like, everything about God is he's trying to teach you to be close to him, and that's where we find our healing, right? Yeah. So I know if we go back to the conference, you know, this desperation, intimacy, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. no, intimacy and then restoration, right? And so I was just like, that's a, hmm, I don't really get that title. And it hit me, like, months later, like, right now, around, right now, a few weeks ago. It's, I thought it was a step-by-step. It was like, first I'm going to be desperate, then I'm going to be intimate, then I'm going to get my restoration. But it's like every day. Like, sometimes it goes, and then it you know what I mean? But like, it's a it's a lifelong of, okay, I'm I'm gonna really want it really bad for myself, and people can't want it for you. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of times it feels like it's okay if, if she yells loud enough for me, maybe he'll hear. And it's like, no, he's like, I want your heart, and your heart has to yell for me, he has mm-hmm. to cry for me. And if it doesn't, then I guess you're you're gonna be sitting in the bondage for a very long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's what God is restoring is what what we had at the very beginning, right? He was like. I'm, I'm provider, you're provided for, you trust me, you surrender everything to me, and then you will, you will live in the way that I intend you to live, right? And so that's what he's restoring. He's restoring of like him, like man and God walking together, right? He already restored the separation with Christ, right? Yeah. So Sarge, are we gonna are we gonna walk in it? Or are we gonna be like, oh, I'm glad you restored it. That's wonderful, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run somewhere else, right? Yeah. Even though you have this great plan of restoring mankind and then like yeah. everyone on the earth hearing it, right? Yeah. So, so again, after we receive and say yes, the next question is, is am I done? Like, I said yes, now I, like, I got my rest. Because he did say, come to me all who are wearied and bur- burdened and you will find rest, right? So it's, it's a process, essentially, of finding rest, right? Yeah. And again, don't get me wrong, I do believe the initial yes does restore, yeah. right? But there's way more after that, yeah. right? And so... After this, this is the first part that I'm talking about is accepting his, his invite. So every single day that you, and it's weird, I have this notification on my phone. I didn't know it meant anything until now. But one of the things that I have is, did I accept God's invitation to come to him today, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you didn't do that first, then it's like, well, I don't know how you're finna learn if you didn't say okay, right? So next part is, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, right? Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, Jesus essentially is asking us to take his burden, which doesn't make sense because he just said, come to me all who are weary and burdened. So basically, give me your burden, I'll give you another burden. It's like, yo, that doesn't even make sense. You just yeah. said I'm going to be rest, right? So in my mind, rest is okay. I don't got to carry anything. Mm-hmm. I'm good, right? But that's not what he says, right? Yeah. So we learned this in Bible study, like in quarantine, about what a yoke is, right? So a yoke so you guys don't know, no, it's a gigantic wooden frame. <laughs> it's a harness on somebody's neck. It's, it feels like jail, honestly, but it's not. <laughs> so think of two animals, and like they're two oxen, and like they're held together, and they carry a gigantic plow, which is a load, and it farms, and that's how they get food, basically, people, right? And so this is essentially, he's saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. So Jesus is asking you, to, again, like I said, take his burden. He's asking you to lay, his, lay your down so you can make room for his. Right? And um, 
I think a lot of our problems is that we lay down ours and then we pick it back up again. And we're like, but yours is heavy. But it's like, you just picked yours back up again. You missed the point, right? Yeah. I do that a lot, right? I'd be like, I laid it down, lay down, I get up out of prayer, and then mine is mine again. And then his is still his. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, thanks for holding it for a few minutes. That was great. Super light and bright. And then you're heavy again. It's like, yo, you missed the point, right? And then this whole idea of the exchange, it's, it's a life of surrender, right? Um, yeah. It's, and surrender is sitting at his feet, right? Saying, I trust you again, right? Like, I've been, I've been hurt in the past, right? But you haven't hurt me, you haven't failed me, so I'm going to trust, right? Yeah. And I'm going to break everything down that I know, and I'm going to say, okay, I trust you again. You're, you're a generous father. Everything that you have is good. So if everything that you have is good, if I lay it down, I have nothing to lose. Like, I can't look stupid, right, if he's good. Like, you can't look foolish for being like, okay, I need you, and laying it down. So, again, he's not only asking you to come and sit, He's asking you to come and sit, and give yours up, and then take his, right? It's, it's a process. You can't, yeah, an exchange. So basically, are you exchanging? You've you got to ask yourself, am I exchanging my burdens for his? Am I picking his up? Picking his up and deciding, okay, I'm going to learn from him today, right? And learning from him is hearing him, right? It's, it's the, what we've been talking about for a while. It's like um, reading his word and let, really sitting in it, right? It's... Prayer and prayer is not just talking; it's also listening back, which is again the hardest part, right? Um, again, you cannot. Jesus calls us to be disciples of Him, right? And you cannot be you cannot be a disciple if you're still holding and clinging on to yours, right? Because it's the most comfortable that you know; it's the most known. If you're clinging on, you refuse to change. It's impossible to be a, His follower because His fo- being a follower. His follower requires you to literally lay it all down, yeah. right? Even the good things that you think are great and that you can hold on to, even, even holding on to the good things mm. blocks his good, right? Because it's like, he's like, I don't need yours. That's not what I asked for, right? Um, so it's this idea of like, I'm, I'm going to make room for him, like, right? Even, even if you look at the things that hurt you and like, I'm not, I'm not forgiving that person. That's, that's difficult. He was like, okay, you missed the point. That's, that's also a burden that I need you to let go of. Because I'm, I need you to make room for what I'm about to do, right? Yeah. And that goes into Matthew 16, 24 through 26. And this is the, the I just want to go on the call to surrender, like the life of surrender we're supposed to live at his feet. So this one. Until what? Until what time we have to go? One forty. Eight minutes. Okay. Ah, let's see how much I can wrap up. I know I'm going slow. Okay. I'll wrap it up. It's okay. So Matthew sixteen twenty four through twenty six says, Then Jesus said to the disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. But whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loves their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? So again, like I said, becoming a disciple of Christ or becoming his student, you have to deny yourself, right? Deny yourself of every, like, even if it's your dreams, right? ambitious, whatever it is that you have that is going good, you have to give that up, right? Because he has a greater plan for you. He created you to carry 
his, right? And the great thing about his burden, the reason why it's light is because, again, we're not carrying it. And he's, if he's a God with us, then he's the one carrying it. He's like, it's light because I, I'm doing the work, not you, right? Um, and again, when you're taking up this cross, he's guaranteeing you a life of suffering. Like, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm glad you picked up the cross. Like, when he carried the cross up the hill, right? It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't cute, right? It was, it was very heavy. And he was in pain as he was doing it, right? But he was like, this is, what, this is what I'm calling you to do. I did it. I had a life of suffering. Now I'm calling you to that life, right? Um, and that's one of the first things we learn from Jesus, right? When, when he says, um, I'm humble, I'm gentle and humble. That's the first, like, we learn humility from him, right? And, the, and sitting at somebody's feet is a sign of humility. Like, you're, you're not even sitting equal to them. Like, you're lower, right? You take the position of a servant, right? Um... So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to zip through. Hold on, let me see if I can skip this part. Okay, part two next week. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Uh, hold on. I have a lot of pages, you guys. I don't write too much. Mm. Mm. Hold on. Hold on. Huh? I'm just saying I'm hungry. Okay, so again, he surrenders every day, and as we surrender, he teaches us to trust him if, like, with the process, right? Because when it's like he's showing his faithfulness, essentially, right? He's saying, if you lay it down, and then he shows you that he does good with it. He doesn't, he doesn't like, let you down or, you know, put you to shame, right? He lifts that all up, and then he, he's building up that trust, right? And again, he's also worthy of knowing the depths of our, of our heart, right? Like, it's not like, oh, like, I'm doing you a favor, God, by letting you know what's, what's going on. It's like, he's like, first of all, I already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Two, this is for your good that you're even telling me, right? Because he's essentially saying, let go of everything and then take in my peace, right? So when you lay down your burden, don't pick it up back up and go. He's like, take mine, right? This is, yeah. like, my peace. At my feet, you will find my, find my peace, which is the freedom that you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, from erasing mine. It's also your sign of worship, right? Um, if, like, I think I've got said this, like, if the, if the, the world is his foot, footstool and he sits on the throne, then he's pretty large, right? Like, we're this big in comparison to him, so he's worthy of our worship. And laying down at his feet and surrendering it all and sitting at his feet is, like, like th- that's what he's looking for. He's saying, okay, like, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I, I don't know what else to do than say, I'm here, and I'm here to worship. I've come, I've come to sit at your feet and look at your face, and that's where, that's where everything, my answer is down there. Because yeah. I looked everywhere else, and I can't find it, right? Um, and um, if you try to save your life on your own, you will lose it, right? You will, it will lead to your death, and the thing is, you're living your death out slowly here. Like, that's why it doesn't feel good, right? And another thing I learned is... Um, I think the reason why it hurts so much to let go is because you're wrestling with God to let it go. It's like, no, it's mine. No, give, give to me. I mean, no, I don't think he's talking about I don't really know. But the, like, what I found out for myself is I, it hurts so bad, not even because of the things that I'm dealing with, but I add to it because I'm wrestling with the actual provider, like the creator, which yeah. makes it, I mean, I, I still encounter him, so I'm, I'm grateful for that in the wrestle, but it still hurts when, I, when you're wrestling, right? Um... So um, I wanted to actually point this out before we end, right? 
Gaining the world is a loss for your soul because if your soul is restless and you can't find it in this world, that's the that's the ultimate loss, right? Because yeah. Jesus, he says, I'm sad, like I'm the Sabbath. He says, I am rest, right? So if you gain the whole world and you can't even find what your soul is really looking for, that's the biggest loss ever, yeah. right? It's like, wow, you miss, you live <laughs> on this whole earth and you miss the entire point, right? Yeah. Um, so again, the one thing that our, our restless soul, and again, even when you find, like we, we somehow manage to always become restless because that's, we're just great at that, right? So again, your soul, you're doing your soul a huge disservice when you say no to Jesus every single time because that's the one thing your soul is looking for, right? Um, and the, the great thing about God is like, he promises eternal rest from your, your present suffering, right? And that's that's the like that's that's the thing that you're looking forward to, right? And I always thought promised land meant okay, I'm gonna there's, there'll be success somewhere, right? Like he'll lead me to whatever dream I have. But promised land is him. Like yeah. promised land is I will see him, right? So that's the hope. I'm just like okay, he'll dry all the tears. It'll be fine. I'll be okay. Present suffering will pass. It's fine. I'll be okay, right? It's because that's my joy. Like the, my joy is him, right? I I don't know why I didn't make the connect, but promised land is him, right? He's keeping you here. And then you'll see him. That's that's what it is. There's there's really nothing else to the story except that, right? But um, I'm gonna end with the learn. This is my last page. This I like yesterday. I was gonna finish up the lesson. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna rest because this is not this is not doing anything for me, right? So when he says learn from me, well, um, learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. Jesus is revealing his character first of all. He's saying I'm gentle and I'm humble. So that gives him the servant position, which means he is more than capable to carry it, right? Mm -hmm. um, he can carry the burden. He's basically saying, I'll carry it because I've already taken the position of servant, so I'll carry it, right? He's not going to sit there and complain like we do when we carry things. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. She could have done it by herself. Like, he already tells you, I'm the servant here. Like, I'm God and I'm also servant, so I'll carry it, right? Um, and the other one? is if he says learn from me, then he's also saying I'm teacher, right? And you told me this, right? So if he's, if he's teacher, that means he can teach me anything and I can learn from him. I can ask all the questions in the world. And um, I also read this thing, you know this, uh, there was this post on Instagram that was like, can I question Jesus? Or like, can you question his authority or something? Like it was this, I don't know, it was like a verses, right? It was like, like, is it wrong to question God, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily wrong to question him. It's, it's, one thing, when you, um, you can ask him all the questions you have because he's more than willing to hear it. But before you come with your questions, you recognize who he is, right? That's, that's, that's two different things. Like questioning his authority and his sovereignty and who he is is different from saying, okay, I don't know how to do this, right? You're still good, but I don't get it, right? And so I was coming to terms with that, right? And so whenever, th this verse has been thrown at me since I was in middle school, you guys. So clearly I'm not <laughs> still here. Right, the come. Oh, Jesus. So basically, if you don't know how to rest, you can ask him. If you don't know what a burden even means or how, what that looks like in your life, you can ask him. Right. If you don't even know how to how one surrenders and don't doesn't pick it back up again, ask. He'll he'll tell you. Right. Um, and the thing is, he's true, so he'll reveal exactly what that looks like. Right. Um, and again, if this all reveals his character, God never acts out of character, right? Because if it's in the Bible, he supports himself everywhere. Like, there's not one contradiction, right? So yes, my, again, I'm ending, I promise. I'm ending right now. 
I hope that we spend our week really like seeking his face and literally dwelling at his feet and just sitting there. Because, like I said, I might not be great right now, but I know that if I'm going to his feet, I'm going to find it. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm, I'm going to find the life, right? So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got, you guys. Please. I'm not showing. That's mine.